Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the National Redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone it's where new dynasty gamers intermediate dynasty gamers and the ultra sharp dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24 7 no really it's a 24 7 group chat thanks in part to the best international patrons in football i'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in dynasty fantasy football period it's a place of community, it's a place of interaction, it's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty Gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup, to your rebuild, and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one -on -one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on this show, we're going to be reviewing week five. We're going to be giving you a buy, a sell, maybe a couple as well as a little strategy, depending on where you're at in your dynasty season. But uh, he's with me. He's back and better than ever. Backwards cap, freshly trimmed beard. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, what is good? 
just the scraggly parts, just the the my it, my cheeks. It always rides up my cheeks. I don't know. I got I got to line it up a little bit. But listen, I wasn't the one on vacation. How the hell have you been? How was it? Anniversary with Mrs. Memphis. Seventeen years, I think, off the top of my head. Yeah, that, that's a low key way of saying that. I'm old. She's not. Yeah. I, I married very young, um, very beautiful wife. Dude, it was all right, man. Um, one of the things that we well, went hiking. So that's something. We, we, I'm into fitness. You know, obviously I like to lift weights. I do uh, a little CrossFit here or there, but this is her passion. And my wife used to travel quite a bit for her job. And one of the things that she does, she's a, she's a high-level HR type person. And she handled a, an acquisition of a company in Boulder, Colorado. And so she went out there quite a bit. And so she just fell in love with hiking. That is her bag. That is what she enjoys doing. But because of COVID, travel restrictions, you know, work from Zoom, et cetera, et cetera, we had not been able to do this. So we did. We went hiking three days. We went Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, Rocky Mountain National Park, uh, and then a couple of um, little, little trails there. So, so I got to tell the story real quick, and I'll, I'll make it quick. So we are in Rocky Mountain National Park. We had did it like a park and ride. Like you drive so far in, you park. They put you on like a school bus. You cruise down and you go to your hike, right? Mm -hmm. Well, just as we finished the first hike, it was about two and a half miles. No big deal. Saw a couple of nice lakes. Very scenic, very scenic. And it starts to lightly drizzle, kind of like that Seattle rain. Like not heavy, just steady. It's there. And, and she's like, do you want to go on this hike? It's about 1.5 miles. It's pretty flat back to the, the park and ride before our park and ride. Okay. Did she set you and, up? And, it wasn't and, flat? Well, it was flat. Okay. And, and the rain didn't stop. But we got to this sign, you know, one of those which way do you go gimmicks. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, it's clearly this way. She's like, no, it's this way. 2.2 miles later in the rain. We finally not only go past the original parking ride, we wound up back at the parking and park and ride that we actually parked at. Now, mind you, one of us has a rain jacket. If you guessed that one was her, you would be correct. The other one was wearing a hoodie. So I'm, uh, I'm soaked and I'm uh, angry, but I did get some really damn good pizza out of the deal. But man, I am ready to talk some dynasty Fantasy football, man. It's been a big week. How was your How was your week five? How are you faring out there? I know you're doing a little productive struggle here, there, and a little bit everywhere. But uh, overall, how was it? Uh, pretty good. Everything's still on par. I had two teams that were undefeated that lost. I think I still have two teams that are undefeated. Um, my UPL team that we're in with all of the, the GOAT District brothers, uh, I actually won a game. So that, I mean. Are I'm we going to call it win. a streak? I don't think so. I'm not going to win many, but uh, Mike Williams sure as hell helped. So, you know, that that's the sort of the, the one that veered in a different direction, but I don't think it's going to keep winning. Uh, how was yours? Any any shenanigans afoot? No, you know, th there was one where uh, obviously being a Colts fan, uh, um, yeah. I, I was already you got really, lions. I, 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 I'm actually I did get lions. I'm wearing my Colts hat. Normally I'm wearing my son's baseball team hat. But I'm wearing my Colts hat, and you know I, I, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not the square. I'm not the the fan who goes, well, Carson Wentz went to Baltimore in prime time and played better than Patrick Mahomes. You know, as a Colts fan, I took some solace in that game. 
Uh, him, so, so here's an interesting stat that I saw on NFL Next Gen Stats. Both Carson Wentz and Lamar Jackson were 100% completion rate on passes over 15 yards in the air. Lamar was 8 for 8 and Carson was 10 for 10. Maybe I got that backwards. I tweeted, I tweeted those two out earlier today. That, that's a wow stat. One out of 18 throws, 100% completion and balls traveling 15 yards in the air. Pretty impressive. And, and, yeah, and it's, 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 it's not like they've got the Cowboys and the Cardinals wide receiving cores. You know, I would say that the Ravens are a little bit better than the Colts because you got Hollywood Brown, uh, clearly a better tight end than Mark Andrews. Pittman's on the way up. Yeah, but, he he busted my ass this week. Yes, he did. And and you know the the Ravens still don't have Rashad Bateman. The Colts are still missing T. Y. Hilton. And for those guys to push the ball down the field the way they did, I, I think it was really great for both teams. Uh, did you win coaching. or lose any games with the uh, the last Hollywood uh, Brown touchdown? I, I lost our big money league, but I lost it well before that. I was up by uh, like forty. Okay. I was up by like forty five points, and he had Lamar and. And Mark Andrews, so I was dead man. But it was one of those. It was one of those ones that uh, I think it was Izzy from the Dynasty Trade Calculator posted that you know he he needed to keep Jonathan Taylor under like nine point seven points for the game. And that yeah. first check down touchdown, Bye-bye. Pat. It was like you can call this one an early night if you want to. You can just go to sleep. But but it was a great game. All in all, man. Outside of the Scott Fish Bowl, and I believe it's Patreon Nine, our Patreon leagues. Most of those leagues, I'm doing real well. Maybe I'm five hundred. Scott Fishbowl is not good, dude. Scott Fishbowl and Patreon, and I have good teams. It's not I like know. my team. This feels like every week I run. I mean, I run into a buzzsaw. I'm probably one elite running back short in Scott Fishbowl, but I I did draft and I still have Daryl Williams on my bench, okay. so All that's right. going to bolster my. I mean, I uh, I, lo- I lost to Campy this week. One of our patrons, Andrew Campy, we're in the same division in Scott Fishbowl. He beat my ass, and I had Justin Herbert in that league. So he's one of the few people that actually went up against Justin Herbert, didn't counter with Lamar Jackson, and still won. So that's great. That's that's the sign of my team. Thanks a lot for that. Yeah, looking so, at you, Saquon, you bastard. You know, is there anything tougher right now than than the elite running back? I mean, we the all and, show, and that's well, we all in Dynasty, and I'll I'll put my hand up. I am not casting any just any dispersions on any other show, because I was firmly in the. This is a great time to move Derrick Henry. Here's the thing, the the traditional rules of running backs just do not apply to Derrick Henry. That's, I, I, the, 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 that's fair. The, the, what is it like? The curse of three thirty or three forty? You know, from a touch standpoint, yeah, doesn't apply to Derrick Henry. You know, the the you know, and, and and I'll circle this back to the Monday night game. So I tweeted this out because everybody, everybody's so much smarter than the head coach. They're they're so much smarter than than, than Frank Reich, and it's like, well, they should clearly be giving Jonathan Taylor more touches. Look, person, because I'm not even going to say dude, because I see it from ladies, dudes, I, people with no pictures at all on their their Twitter handle. Why don't you just Why don't you just say what you really mean? Because what you said was is that Frank Reich is an idiot and he should be giving Jonathan Taylor all the touches. And what you really mean is that you need more points out of Jonathan Taylor to win your fantasy matchup. And Frank Reich would be really smart if he helped you win your fantasy matchup. Listen. The rules of running backs apply to everyone not named Derrick Henry. Okay, 
He can get 33 carries a game for 16 straight weeks. Lead the league in rushing. Not one, not two, but like maybe three years in a row. The guy, you know, one of the things that drives me absolutely batshit insane is the way that everyone, and, and I hate it, and I, I can't believe it's about ready to come out of my mouth, that he's just built different. I hate that. But, I hate that. I hate that like a fat kid hates salad. I hate that. But, but in the case of Derrick Henry, it is the truth. Different. He <laughs> is the, the, the. How long has the NFL been in existence? I mean, like like fifty five years. Time. Yeah, a long time. A real long time. And he has broken every rule in the history of running backs. So he truly is different. It's Especially not a cliche. In it's not a cliche. It, it's it's not a, a hype term thrown around. In the case of one Derrick Henry, it's a hot fact. And I'll tell you what else is a hot fact, Jerry. We got a lot going on over on YouTube. Now, I'll admit it was bad timing. Our boy, Kyle, from the Fantasy Football Smackdown, decided to go on a work trip the same four days that I was out of town. So, uh, no Fantasy Football sniping. No, uh, He did it via tweet. And uh, no Football Sunday School. But we're going to try to get back on schedule this week with, with Mr. August, and I'm back in town. So we have lots of good stuff for you. And uh, so head over to YouTube, Jerry. I know I know you watch Football Sunday School while you're at work. I do. Uh, I should be working, but, you know, work sucks, and Randy doesn't. So that's why I do it. Just saying. It, 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 these are all facts. We have a good time. Usually it's me and Jesse. Sometimes Tyler stops by. Other times Kyle. Again, from the Fantasy Football Smackdown, everybody in the DWZ is invited. Some guys are working. Some guys are family thinging. You know, you just never really know, but we're here to help you set your lineups, drop some props, and uh, that was the one thing I was unable to do. I did drop my props via Twitter on Sunday. Went 2-1. and one. I just don't understand. You know, I, I've got to stop. Even though the, the, the number makes sense, I've got to stop backing bad teams and bad coaches. It's just going to be the death of me, Jerry. Well, who who was the one you missed? You know, I'm the not one that I missed Twitter, was, so I was Michael that. Carter, okay, facing the Jets over 44 and a half rushing yards. Okay. He's the only running back on the team that looks like he has a pulse, and yet bring out dusty ass Tevin Coleman. Let's give him a few carries. <laughs> and I do like Ty yeah. Johnson, but I don't know. They just he, scored? he did. They both scored. So from a fantasy yeah. standpoint, Michael Carter was okay as like an RB three flex type. But from a gambling standpoint, he screwed me. But my boy, Trevor Lawrence, he got over 240 passing yards. And uh, we had, I had one other. Oh, Mike Gusecki over receptions, over three and a half receptions. He got there as well. And then I, did a, then, there. then I did a Patreon exclusive on the Sunday night game. We went Dawson Knox over 36 and a half receiving yards. Oh, that went okay. That went just fine. That just went, that went just fine. So uh, Patreon's got, got a bonus. As one of our patrons said in the gambling chat, well, this just paid for my year's membership to the Dynasty Wars on Patreon. So, hey, you <laughs> know, use it how you want to use it. But, Jerry, it is that time. It is that time for good people, bad tweets, and uh, we got a good one tonight. All Are right. you I mean, ready? Yeah, I mean, it's been a while. People have been dodging our wrath, but what do you got? Well, the, the, the person who came across my crosshairs, who works for CBS Sports, his name is Dan Shiner, at Dan Shiner NFL. And uh, he posted, how long before we, 
in parentheses, rightfully crown Jamar Chase Dynasty Wide Receiver 1. I'm excited to see where at Heath Cummings, former guest of the show, league yep. mate of mine, an all-around kick-ass dude, Fact. has him in his next update. There are only Things are only going to get better for Chase from this point on. Now, now Jerry, uh, th- there was another person that I, I rightly, because here's the thing about good people, bad tweets. If we don't hold our own accountable, we can't hold the random strangers of Twitter accountable. You know how this works. Okay, all right. Who, who, who was good, it? G- good friend of the show, another former guest, Theo, at the OG Fantasy. Okay. He also tweeted the same thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. This is a dynasty show. This is why Dan and especially Theo are good guys. But this is why this is a bad tweet. This is fishbowl narrative. Now I ask you, Jerry. Do do you believe Jamar Chase is the 101 for wide receivers in a startup? So you're doing a startup. Wherever it is that you would take your first wide receiver off the board, is it Jamar Chase? Uh, no. And I'm a person that, as you know likes to punt the first year. So I like to build very much around young elite wide receivers. And no, he is not my wide receiver one, but uh, you're the one that is clearly flabbergasted by this. So keep going. So so here's how we're going to fix this. But this is why this frustrates the hell out of me. Because five months ago, five short months ago, in the middle of May, I was told by Dynasty Twitter and these type of people, not that they're bad people, but A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown was the wide receiver one in a startup. Do you remember this talk? I do. Four months ago. I'm sorry, three months ago. Three months ago, I was told it was D.K. Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf was the 101 in a dynasty startup. Do you remember these conversations? I do. Okay. Then two months ago, in training camp in August, we saw all these GIFs and GIFs of, and little videos of C.D. Lamb absolutely breaking it off in everybody. And he was the 101 for wide receivers in a startup. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Okay. And then all of a sudden the season got started and we remembered that a guy named Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson was the wide receiver one in a dynasty startup. Do you remember that? Yeah, he actually is the dynasty. Okay. Then then as my old boss used to ask me when I fuck something up, (laughs) help me understand, help me understand what's changed from May to June to August to September to make me think that there's been five different wide receiver ones in a dynasty startup. Walk me through. What what am I missing? Uh, I mean, different people fall in love with different, you know, with different players. I don't know. I, I'm not ready to put Jamar Chase there either. I'm with you. I well, am firm. I, I'm firmly in the Justin Jefferson is the first wide receiver you take, which well, you're you wrong have, too. No, let me, let, let, let me fix this for everybody. Let me, let me fix this for everybody. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Instead of instead of having to say someone has to be the A1 pinnacle, they are the one. Because you just want to be first. You want that receipt in your pocket. You want that, hey, I can I can whip this out right now. I had Jamar Chase. I had him in October of 2021. Here it is. It's on my Twitter timeline. That's all you're trying to do. I'll help you out. Here is a tweet that I wouldn't have said was a bad tweet. Had we simply said, it's time to welcome Jamar Chase into the top tier of wide receivers in a dynasty startup. We're going to welcome him to the club that includes A.J. Brown, that includes D.K. Metcalf, that includes Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb. We would like to welcome Jamar to the family, to the club. I have no problem with that because that makes sense. 
but to definitively line item drawing my line in the sand that this guy after playing the bear n- name a bear's corner you can't do it the jags the vikings the green bay packers without J- jair alexander again this is not to take away from the accomplishments of jamar chase this is the type of hyperbole and nonsense that wrecks Dynasty team. Jerry, do you remember two years ago? Two short years ago. I know most people can't, but two short fucking years ago, a young man named Juju Smith-Schuster, who I'm going to talk about later in the show. Do you remember when he was labeled the wide receiver one in, in uh, fantasy? I remember when it was close. Wanted to be quick on the draw. For those that aren't watching on Twitter, I did like my imaginary draw. Oh, we wanted to be quick, quick to the draw because I wanted to be on Juju first. Remember a couple of years ago when a young man named Baker Mayfield had a nice rookie season? And they, they traded for a wide receiver named Odell Beckham Jr. And going into his second year, we labeled him as the, not we, no. it's like the, like the royal we, that, that we labeled him, Baker Mayfield, as the QB2 overall in a startup. Yeah. How, yeah. Are, those, how are those GMs of Dynasty, how are they feeling today? Uh, they got a kick-ass QB3 in Baker Mayfield, so that's sweet of them. They have the guy, I believe he's the QB 19 overall in the season right now. That's the thing. I, just, I, for, I, just for the record, can I just say that David Donaldson commented, and he said, don't put that juju on Jamar, and that is an absolute fucking magician of a comment. That is fantastic. I, I will put, I but, will put but it up I if you're you, watching I hear on you, me. I hear you, but you're also sort of being an old man yelling at clouds. But, but, I, but, you, but I'm not. Just say you don't I'm like not. rankings. No, you don't like no. rankings. I absolutely am I'm, I'm fine with the rankings. I'm not fine with rankings changing every other week because yeah. we're prisoners of the moment. If this, if, this was, if this was seasonal, fine. If you want to talk about how he's exceeded his seasonal ADP and he's one of the best steals along with Mike Williams of the 2021 season, I have no problem with that comment. It's the, the fact that after five weeks, five weeks, we are going to slingshot him past a guy that that he played college ball with, we're going to slingshot him past past Justin Jefferson. We're going to slingshot him past yeah, C.D. I mean, Lamb. It's, it's, it's being a prisoner, and there's no better way to screw up your dynasty team than becoming a prisoner in the moment and having to have the latest, I, greatest. And So I'm not trying to be old I man agree. yelling at the clown. I'm I, trying to help people. I know. I know. Listen, is, is let it the an kids have their fun. You you guys have your fun, and and then when you overpay, because I'm I'm gonna because because if you're gonna tell me that Jamar that Jamar uh, Chase is the the number one wide receiver, then fine. I'm gonna take my Jamar Chase and I'm gonna go to you and say I want Justin Jefferson plus because you can't run it back now. You can't run it back. You said he's better, so I want your guy plus for my guy because you like my guy more than your guy because that's how this works. If he's number one, that's the pinnacle. So I want your guy and a little bit more. And if you don't say it, you're full of shit. If you don't pull the trigger, they would be full of shit. Most of people are. So it's great that Jamar Chase has exceeded expectations. It's because I was one of his defenders in the preseason when everybody was like, "Oh, you can't catch a football," and like, "No, let's settle." Have a stripe on it. Let's settle. (laughs) Let's settle down. Just like I was settled down then when there was hate on Jamar Chase, I'm going to be the same person I've always been and say, let's settle down now that he's had a, a really good run of games. Let's see how the whole season goes. And if we want to reevaluate our dynasty position on guys in the offseason, cool. 
but let's let it marinate. Because falling for narratives is all it's going to do is create a place where you overpay and you wind up losing value. That's my passion behind this. I hear you. And I mean, we do, I think talking, the word narrative is narrative and trepidation is probably the two words that we use the most on this podcast early, often, and ad nauseum. Uh, I'm with you. What is exciting, though, is that Jamar Chase is, he is the real deal and he and he is he is going to be helping our teams for some time and we get to talk about him and it's good for the game when you have these elite rookie picks and they pan out you don't have the Darius Geises and the Corey Davis so that it is nice I'm here I hear you I understand where you're coming from and I agree with you I am so excited for Jamar Chase though I love to see it Uh, (sighs) and it's great because you know because I always you know I talk about the, the Jerry punt so anytime an elite young wide receiver emerges, I know next year startup time, Jerry's going to be having tons of Jamar Chase, which is great. But anyway, Randy, what else? No, we I, 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 want, I want you. I want you to have all the Jamar Chase. I, my goal as old man yelling at cloud, my goal is to prevent you when you're looking at that trade that invo- involves Jamar Chase. My goal is to help you not pay more than you need to. If you, want to acqu- if you want to acquire, two big thumbs up. If you want to overpay, I can't co-sign. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to help a brother or a sister or a whatever little, out. I'm, I'm going to give a little spoiler to the Patreon chat. So every time our dear friend Ken Cassell of the Debbie Marketplace is about to make a silly move, he always asks Randy and says, Randy, I think I'm about to do something stupid. And then Randy has to, of course, you know, talk, talk him through it. Make, you know, let him know if it's some dumbassery or not. Bless Kane's sweetheart. It's, it's, it's usually it's not, not that bad. It's not. It's, it's not dumbassery. Not it's 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 just there's there's no bigger setback than overpaying on your dynasty roster because that's a value that you have to work your ass off to get back. All that work of flipping a guy here and turning him into a second and pack and packaging that second up to go get this guy, and then. You, you've done away. all yeah. you, you you've done all that work and you've saved up all this equity, and then you just go blow it all on a guy that you could have gotten equal production to, at a fraction of the cost. And part of that cost that you paid was merely inflated by popularity in, in the moment. So I and just you know who want, that guy is that guy's Hollywood Brown. Just a second. Anyway, uh, Jesus Christ! All right. Well, we got well, speaking of, we got to hit a couple of news items before we uh, before we move on to some buys and sells. So. Clyde Edwards Elair out three yeah. to five weeks with it. I, I know, I know. He had come off back to back 100 yard games. Uh, the Bills absolutely beat the brakes off of him yeah, on on Sunday. That was awesome. what, I, I'll be honest. I you know just got just gotten back from traveling, had a flight delay coming home. So I, I'll be the first to admit I fell asleep at halftime, and I woke up to go to the actual bed from the couch because that's what you do if you're an old fantasy football player like me. And you're staggering your way, but you're looking at your phone. I'm like, did they call the game? Because there was the delay. There was the delay yeah. when I fell asleep. And I was like, did they, did they just cancel this game? And then you look, you're like, no, they, they actually played it out. But from a dynasty standpoint, how nervous are you for Clyde Edwards? Not from a uh, seasonal standpoint, because running backs get hurt a lot. I'm yeah. talking long-term dynasty. Uh, you have to be worried. A little bit like they're not going to use first round draft capital or something like that, of course. But what is the chance they bring in somebody that's better than Daryl Williams or, or Jarek McKinnon? I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like they have to like it, it. 
is there a certainty that they draft somebody? No, but I would say that it's pretty high. And what's going to happen to his value the moment that they do? Don't let it be somebody that Twitter has done a circle jerk about because then it's going to crush Clyde Edwards' hilarious value, whose value is already depressed because he was really not super popular coming in and he was one of those disrespected values that you went after. Oh, yeah. Um, his trade value, I would say, is almost certainly going to take a hit even when he comes back just because of that percentage. But what do you got? I, I, he's one uh, of your I, guys, I'm, too. I'm going to reverse engineer my Jamar Chase argument against a sucker. I'm going to find a sucker, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Jamar Chase come back right around the the fantasy playoffs. We're going into week six. You're probably not going to see him until week, I'd say somewhere between 10 and 12. And what I'm hoping, I'm hoping that either A, my league has no trade deadline, or B, I can get a couple of, I, I, I agree, or I can get a couple of good games out of Clyde Edwards just before my trading deadline. And I'm going to punt. I'm going to punt for Cam Akers. I'm going to punt for Travis ATN. I'm going to punt for... Uh, You're not worried about J-Rob and Travis ATN? Uh, I, I will figure it out See, later. He, Travis ATN scares the absolute fuck out of me because I, James Robinson but, but, is doing and he's going to have a role, so that but, just scares me. But here's the thing. He is going to increase his value in the offseason just because. He's a Clemson Tiger, come from a Power 5 program, they're going to get a new head coach. I'm not really necessarily predicting the future, but you bet against it. And, and there's going to be excitement. There always is. You can't fake excitement. That's just how the dynasty world works. So I, I will figure it out. Yes, I would rank him Acres, Dobbins, ATN. But that's the kind of guy I'm going to go look to go get, you know, as the competition season really heats up. Because I replace that running back long-term on my roster. And... I'm happy to move on down the road. I'm just, I'm over this circus. And speaking of circus, it's not really his fault. Saquon Barkley, week to week, week to week. If the NFL tells you someone's week to week, you might as well just write that dude off for a month. A month. You're looking at a month, and it was a hideous looking ankle. Now, Saquon does heal fast. He came back pretty quick from the high ankle sprain a couple of years ago. But I'm out. I'm out on Saquon Barkley. I'm just done. I'm I'm just done. I will and and I will get killed for this. And I do not give zero shits. I'll take James Robinson and all the plus. Can I get James Robinson a first and another player, a young player that I like, like a Rashad Bateman? Can I get all that for him? Sure, I can because his name is Saquon Barkley, and I'm going to do the exact same thing. He outside of his rookie year, he's been the gift that just hasn't. Kept on giving. Great rookie year. Got high ankle sprained his sophomore year. ACL last year. Missed games this year. I'm done. He's going to be going into year five. I'm I'm, I'm just done. I would rather have boring ass yet productive James Robinson, who's well on his way to having his second back-to-back running back one season. On a shitty offense, by the way. And I will figure out what I do in the offseason. I'm, I'm just done. Give me a guy like that and all the plus. I love Barkley. I love the talent. He's not injury pl- prone. He's injury snake bit. And what I mean by that, it's bad luck. That you're running along, kicking ass, and all of a sudden someone steps on you. Not his fault, but one of the best abilities is availability. So for me, love the player, but at his age, at his 
current perceived, and that's the word, perceived value in the dynasty space, I'm getting out for something that's going to put actual points in my lineup and not be like a really shiny Ferrari in my garage that doesn't run real well. Looks great. Looks great on my roster. Looks sexy, but not productive. Jerry? He he was one of the people that I had on my cells as an opportunity today, whether you're a contender, whether you're a rebuilder, for that exact same reason. You can still get a ton for Saquon Barkley because he's young, because he's shown elite you know, ability, because... It's the story you know, behind his name. Yes. Uh, so you can still get a ton for him. I'm with you. And listen, maybe he puts it all together, you know, but you can get a shitload for him. And so I am with you. I am out. You know, it's it, it, say it's, the Saquon situation is just tough, man. I don't know. I'm with you. And, you know, I'm a person that Randy always wants everything in a trade. Give me James Robinson and a mediocre first, and we're done. I don't even need Rashad Bateman added on to it. But I also love James Robinson, so there's that. But Well, let me ask you that, this. Me, go so, ahead. So, 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 because I mean, you're a James Robinson guy, too, so you may not yeah. be the, the best best person to answer this question. Yep. But, but forget everything you saw in college. I'm going to give you the men in black flash, and your mind just goes. All that, okay. you, all that you know of James Robinson – not their draft capital, not what college they went to, just what you've seen in the NFL. Why would you want Saquon Barkley over James Robinson? I mean, he has shown that he can be more explosive. I would say that, but so so you're going. He's he's the better athlete. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's it, but. I, you know me, like I'm a person that hates Devi stuff for that reason, because I feel like everybody's a great athlete. So I hate that argument. So, but yes, that if I were, if I were to find something, that's what it would be. I mean, because I, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but you don't win weekly fantasy matchups with the better athlete. Right. It's not like you get a premium. Well, it's a, fuck it. Saquon Barkley. We got to give him like. 1.5 yards per rushing yard because he's a better athlete. They all they all score the same, and 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 that's my point. It's it's nothing against these guys, but you know that's the mindset I'm trying to get in. I win dynasty matchups, especially in season with points. And I'm I had one of our patrons tonight. He reached out to me and he and I'll ask you this trade. He said, "Would you give Kareem Hunt and two 2022 firsts for AJ Brown?" Um, I am not a person that loves AJ Brown the way the rest of the world does. Well, how could you not? He was the fucking wide receiver one no. in a startup five months ago. Fuck and out of here. Dear old uh, Jer Jer Binks over here never was in on that. I like AJ Brown. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I would take the Kareem Hunt trade. Uh, depending on your situation, of course, but and where the firsts are. Actually, I would probably just take the first for the most part. So I, 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 I told him, I was like, no, he was, he was acquiring A.J. Brown. He was a little top-heavy. Okay. He was a little top-heavy at running back, had made some good trades, had like three firsts, and wanted to add some, some wide receiver depth. And I was like, top of the mark for me is one first, and I would let that owner choose, and Kareem Hunt. Yeah. And that's it. I, Kareem Hunt's, you know, running back six. You know, we've been trying to make a, well, We've been having someone try and make a trade in Patreon 12 for our team, and I haven't quite snapped the deal yet because, you know, he's trying to sell Kareem Hunt, and he's he's RB6, and he he's not wrong. I mean, Kareem Hunt has been a badass, 
He's signed a contract. He's going to be there. I'm I'm cool with that trade. I mean, and and this is and it seems like blasphemy. Like we're heretics. It does. It does. Yeah, like you want to talk about. There's another show somewhere out there in an alternate universe that's doing you know good people dumb talk, and they're they're making fun of us for this. But I'm with you. I agree. I well, let me ask you this. So you're you're madly passionately in love with a man with a man named Marquise Brown. I am. What what do you think you get for AJ Brown? So you're going to give up. AJ Brown, you're going to get back Marquise Hollywood Brown. What's the plus coming back with Marquise? I'm easily getting a first back. Easily getting a first. So, so you're getting a first round pick and a wide receiver who is currently scoring 21 points a game for a wide receiver that's not even in the top 32. And he may mm-hmm. not even be in the top 64. And I get he's been hurt, but that's kind of the thing. That's kind of the, the, the thing with AJ Brown. It's if we look back in three to five years and say, man, that was a lot of potential that we never lived up to. I'm just trying to win fantasy football games here. So this is not to attack Barkley or AJ Brown or anyone else. It's just that that's my thing. I'm not going to over over the days of me giving up multiple first and a high producing asset in season for even the most upside of upside are probably likely over unless it's like a, a Kyler Murray or a Justin Herbert or a player like that and it's a super flex. Giving up two, three first for one guy yeah. ain't happening. Usually my my move is for the quarterback if I do that because I'm the person that punts, right? So I always have a bunch of extra firsts. It's always with the quarterback for the most part. I'll overpay for Justin Jefferson every once in a while, but it depends on the situation. You know, every, If I got Randy's first and he's 5-0, and uh, I it's might, have, it's, it's going I might to have that situation in a league. I think um, then I, I might move an extra one. I'm just the, the 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 days of the mega overpay to acquire one piece. I mean, think about first over the last three years. If you gave up, so what would that have been? So let's say 2018. Yeah, that would work. 2018, you gave up three first, three middle firsts for DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, today. <laughs> you could have you could have DeAndre Hopkins, or you could have some combination of DJ. Moore, well, I mean, no, that'd be one year too many, but like Jamar Chase, CD Lamb, and I can't a DK Metcalf. Th- those could have been your three first over the last year because you could have had yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, and you may or may even, not have even a, if you pissed away two of those picks and you have one of those players, you're still more happy that you have you're, one of you're those d- players. You're dead, you're dead even. You're dead yeah. even today. if you if if. If you had whiffed in, so I in disagree. 20, in, I in think 20, I think you're profited. I take any one of those players over Hopkins, but well, anyway, I, continue. It's easy to say now, yeah. but at the time you gave up three right. firsts for DeAndre, and at the time, you know, you would have been told that's a perfectly fair trade. Perfectly yeah. three three firsts for Hopkins. He was in his I don't. Prime. I don't. Let me let me say something. I don't think there is a situation where a player is worth three firsts. Um, not for me, but it's routinely done. Day in, day out, in leagues all across the country. And the one thing that we will absolutely say no to, we will say... The one thing we're always going to build on is value and common sense. And if I have to miss out on the next big thing, cool. Because you know what? The NCAA is giving us three, three to five wide receiver ones a class, it feels like right now. I mean, yeah. this class, and another great class. Yeah. You know, we've yet to see Rashad Bateman. We've yet to really see Terrace Marshall do a whole bunch. But you know what? Next year's class, 
in the following year's class. Because you know what? With all the money being paid to wide receivers in the NFL right now, why wouldn't you want to play wide receiver? You know, you got Julio, Michael Thomas making 18, 20 mil a year. The best athletes, the best players want if to play. If you're 6'1", 215, why are you going to be a running back when you can play wide receiver? Abs- if you're an athlete, why would you? You're going to shorten your career. You're not going to get paid as well unless you're one of the Zeke-type guys. Yeah, so but those are dying. Yeah, so the 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 need to overpay for one key asset is just a, a thing of the past for me. So listen, this is a great segue into our Patreon commercial. This is what we do every day. You know, you heard the old commercial at the top of the show, and but everything we say is true. This is what we do every day. I have these conversations one-on-one with Dynasty GMs. Yes, it is a running joke in our Patreon chat with Kane Fassell. Memphis, I'm going to do something stupid. I'm like, let's, let's call a timeout. Let's talk through it. And if you're looking for that, if you're looking for a chat where you can chat with me one-on-one, you can talk with well over 100 of your, fa- of your favorite eager Dynasty gamers, and we can talk to this with Collective IQ. It's a great way to get better at Dynasty, Jerry. In season, out of season, all season, name a season. It's my favorite season's Dynasty season. Jerry, you're in there. You're you're chopping it up. I am. Uh, it's listen. Just you've been hearing us talk a shitload about it. We've mentioned it multiple times on this podcast. The different situations that we did, the spoilers that you know Randy did about his betting props and. Me talking about Kane and everything else. Like, they're, they're just my dudes. It's a you know. place to get better also, while, while making friends. There's shenanigans to put in there, too. Occasional movie review. I broke down the many saints of Newark in the Patreon chat. That's what you're missing. You're missing the chance to make new friends that love Dynasty. Of course, we'll be starting new leagues in the spring, so Jerry can take Jamar Chase as his Dynasty wide receiver 101 <laughs> overall. <laughs> no, and if no, you no. want to be there to snipe him, you better join up over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. And if you don't want to do the month to month thing, you just want to get it over with and out of the way, you save 16%, just under 50 bucks for a full year by signing up patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. You have any questions, you can email me. It's dynasty warzone at gmail or at DWZ Memphis on Twitter. Now, Jerry, let's talk buys and sells. We're 40 minutes into this thing. I'm frothy. I'm foaming at the mouth. I got a good sweat worked up. Well, they keep going. Tell me one of yours then. Oh, Juju. Wow. I wish I I, I didn't have time to download. You're buying Juju? I didn't have time to download the record scratch. You know that. So so I think the best that I got is this when I say Juju. And people are probably like, aren't you the guy who on Twitter the other day posted a picture of Smokey from the movie Friday going, get on, when it said Juju was... And that's true. You know, I felt bad for people. There were people who were out there convinced, convinced that they had to put Juju in their lineup every week in seasonal and in, in dynasty leagues because his name's Juju. And all you were doing was shoehorning in the wide receiver 71 on the season who was averaging less than seven PPR points per game. He's actually doing you a favor. But here's why I'm buying. First of all, he's like, what, 24, 25 years old? He's yep. super young. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. He's And, and if he chooses wisely, he could wind up on... You, you think Kansas City would like to have Juju right now more than uh, Mr. Weed Smoker? No, no judgment, by the way. I was in Colorado recently. Um, but over Josh Gordon? 
Yes. I, I bet you. You think the Colts would like to have a guy like Juju as opposed to like Zach Pascal and some of the jokers they have out there? I do believe they would. I, I, be, I believe they would as well. So there's going to. Do you think Washington would like to have a guy like Juju to compliment Terry McLaren more than like the, the Diami Browns and Curtis Samuels of the world? Yes, but I have Terry McLaren, so if they could not do that, that would be most excellent. Well, he's not going to. Obviously, he's not a target magnet. Hey now, but my my point is for buying Juju is that his he again two years ago he was the dynasty wide receiver one in the startup. So one of two things can happen with Juju. One of two things, he can go to a really good team, and you can get an amazing flip opportunity out of him. He's the kind of guy I'm getting as a throw in on the back end of a deal. Can I get him for a third? Um, you know, can, can I get him for? Uh, a Mike Davis, maybe I've got a Mike Davis or a Damian Williams or a Daryl Williams. Can I go to a needy, desperate running back, needy GM in my league and say, just give me Juju? Because here's what's going to happen. In exactly about five months, five months from now will be the middle of March. The middle of March starts the new league year. Juju will be free to sign with a new team. New team, springtime, spring, hope spring's eternal. And Juju's value will be worth way, way more, way more than than he is now and what you're going to acquire him for. And here's the thing. Even if you can't get a good ROI, a good return on investment out of Juju then, what if Juju has a second career with a team the same way a fellow USC wide receiver has had in Robert Woods in L.A. with the Rams? Short term, you could flip him to make a profit in the spring. Long term, he could wind up on a really good team, again, like the Kansas City Chiefs. And he could all of a sudden be a useful wide receiver 2-3 that, much like Bobby Trees, never has a huge amount of value in the dynasty space, but has a tremendous amount of value that could help you win year over year. So you add in all the, the little variables. Big school. Good, uh, good to okay track record. He had that one elite year. You know, he's extremely popular on social media. He's someone that we all want to believe in because he's he's a, he's a good, good dude. So you know what? There's always going to be a chance. So I'm going to scoop Juju low, ultra low, and I'll decide what I want to do with him in the spring. But I'm not giving up a lot. Again, we talked last week about clearing out the old man one-hit wonders off your roster. Great opportunity. So I'm buying Juju. What do you think about that? And then who's your buy? Uh, I think it's good because I, you know, there's a thing that happens, right? When somebody decides that they absolutely, well, not somebody, when the community decides that they absolutely hate somebody, the immediate thing is like, get rid of them. And this, my friends, is why I like sitting and talking with this wise old man across the table from me. Easy. Easy. <laughs> I said wise. At least one of the adjectives. Oh, okay. Nice. I, I, I guess. I guess with age comes some wisdom. I suppose. Yeah. Because it's the pivot, right? Because you're thinking next level, and that's sort of where I'm at with you. Now, I have been a juju person. I don't think that is a secret. And there is not a single person in this world that would like to headbutt juju probably more than me, uh, at this point. At least. Actually, before I found out he was going to miss the season, I texted in my redraft league and I said, you can find Juju in the free agency next week. 
you guys, I'll pick up whatever scraps you have because I wasn't doing it. And then he got hurt. So obviously it became apparent. But I'm with you because what are you going to pay? Like you said, like Mike Davis, like people don't care about Juju anymore. People hate Juju. And if, you know, what if he plays with, you know, Deshaun Watson or, you know, anybody really like Patrick Mahomes or anybody, the value is going to increase. And even if he's dog crap, Randy, and you don't get the opportunity to sell high, the sunken cost that you you got for him was nothing. So I'm with you. My buy is I'm going to go with a cheap one and then a little bit more of an expensive one because I wasn't going to say the cheap one, but then you said a cheap one. So now I feel obligated. Peer pressure got to me. It's Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette has been getting opportunities. He's had, he's been getting tons of catches every single game. He's got a baseline of like 10 points. And if you're a contender, Leonard Fournette is probably the cheapest running back that you can go and get and actually play him and at least not feel terrible about it. Like there's an opportunity, there's a chance that you're playing Chase Edmonds and he just absolutely farted in your face this week. I know I, from experience because he did nothing and then he fumbled to make his nothing even worse than nothing. So thanks for that, Chase Edmonds. But, and he has gotten the workload now. These last two games, he has actually, it has been his, it has not been any games, it has not been this seven carries and whatever. He's been getting consistently three to four catches every game, plus he's been getting the rushing workload. He's a cheap buy to go and get, especially if you're a contender. But if you're going to go for an investment, a longer-term guy that I like, sort of in the line of Juju, but he's going to cost you exponentially more than Juju, is Calvin Ridley. So he has not been scoring touchdowns like he usually does. He's only got one on the season. The Atlanta Falcons have looked pretty damn cooked. He didn't fly to uh, London, which sort of, I don't know, adds to the mantra that he's on the downswing for whatever it feels like. Like, I feel like absolutely nobody in the community is talking about Kelvin Ridley. He's still getting seven receptions a game, roughly. Like, he's still getting work. And if they replace Matt Ryan, which at some point they are going to, is it really, is it really going to be a worse quarterback? Is it really going to be a worse situation? I don't know. What are your thoughts on Calvin Ridley? I know you're not a Leonard Fournette guy, so just talk about I, Ridley. Like, like, do you do you like that? Do you hate it? Do you think he's cooked? You know, here's the thing. I, I don't mind. I'll start with Leonard. I don't mind oh, Leonard. Okay. I don't yeah. mind Leonard if I'm in, like, the final year of my competitive three-year window. Okay. I know this is it. I'm hard charging. I need running back depth. Maybe, a, you know, you've had on an on and off affair with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, maybe it's it's been uh, someone else who's like Saquon Barkley, and and you just need. So I have no problem. I think you can get him for a second. I, I really agree. do. If he's on a and mid, if you're a contender, that's a late second anyway. That, that's yep. right. You, I, I will figure out how to get that second back at some point down the road. As far as Calvin Ridley, man, I I think this will be the lowest that you have a chance to buy him. For a while, it was great to see Kyle Pitts break out. Another bad he tweet. Did. Everybody was like, "Going to be a Kyle Pitts week." We've been saying it for five weeks. Eventually, you're yeah. going to get it fucking right. Uh, why, and why there wouldn't? was fucking no, but even Russell Gage is out. Like it, they mean, didn't have I anybody. Mean, but anyway, continue. Yeah, so. I, I mean, so, so you keep saying it long enough. Eventually, it'll happen. But yeah, I, I I do like Calvin Ridley. You know, he was like second up until before this last game. I think he was second in the league in air yards. You know, they're still learning this offense that Arthur Smith brought in. 
you know, they've got the bye, they've got the, the, the additional time to continue to refine the offense, and their defense is terrible. They play indoors, they play in a high-scoring division. I don't understand what's not to like. You know, I think Calvin Ridley was like, what, the wide receiver five on the season last year? And he, like had, he had a goose egg, a goose egg in the game against Green Bay last year. There is still more than enough time. To think. What would you give up though? Because you know me, I'm not, I'm not overpaying. You know, I, I would offer um, if I'm a contender and I had like a Rashad Bateman who I do like Rashad Bateman. But if I'm in like year two of my three year build window, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you Shoddy B and a first for Calvin Ridley. I mean, I'm I, fine with that. What about like Jalen Waddle? I know you like Jalen Waddle. J- is that too much it's, for you? It's it's the it's the same. It's okay. the same. I'll, I'll give you Jalen Waddle in a first. That's basically two firsts. Cause you what about probably, Kadarius Tony? Somebody who's got some a lot of hotness coming in. I I would I would just try. I would try in that point. I'm going to try to get like a second back. Okay. I'm not go. saying that Kadarius Tony can't keep this up. I agree. But it's, it's, I know it's what two you're games. It's two yep. games. I've got three seasons. Three seasons of excellence out of Calvin Ridley. Yep. So it, it, this is goes back to to what we've seen lately. Three seasons. Three games. Three seasons, three games. I'm going to lean on Mr. Three Seasons if I'm a contender because it's going to be a late first and I'm going to go try to get a championship. And that, I, that, I'm not that's saying that doing. I think like people are cooked on Kelvin Ridley. I just feel like he has slipped out of that sort of elite productive wide receiver territory, and I'm not sure that's justified. But who's yourself? We we you know we all love pooping you know, on guys pe- every once pe- in a while. People will, will probably be so if you're driving, put both hands on the wheel, ten and two, pay attention to the road, and uh, let's uh, let's talk about Nick Chubb. Okay. I I have been uh, I'm not anti Nick Chubb. I'm anti Nick Chubb's carrying cost. If you're carrying Nick Chubb, that man comes with. A, did I do Nick Chubb last week? By the way, nope. I'm actually going to do your guy last week. So who did I do last week? I feel like I, I did this for the Patreon. Well, I'm I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk. I, actually, it might have been a Patreon. So I, okay, I, I, yeah, because because I did Nick. I, I've talked about Nick Chubb, and I think it yeah. was the Patreon. Here's the thing. Here, I write it down. He, here's, is, he he is he is giving you 16 points a game, 16.56 points per game, and it's a very. Um, you ever look at the stock ticker where it goes up and down? It's a very sporadic 16 points a game. It's not a smooth 16 points a game. Because, ironically, Daryl Henderson, 16.6. Chubb, 16.6. Daryl, 15.7, 17, 16, 16. A very consistent 16, 17-point-a-week player. Yeah. Nick Chubb, 22, 16, 8, 11, 24. Much more erratic, a lot less yeah. stable. And I'm not saying that Daryl Henderson is going to keep that up. I'm merely selling Nick Chubb based off of I his care, based on his carrying cost. He's being outproduced right now and outproduced more consistently by his teammate named Kareem Hunt. And Kareem Hunt's not going anywhere. So for me, uh, I'm I'm going to go maybe. I don't know that I can get him straight up for Christian McCaffrey, especially if he's coming back. Man. But but can can I get a, an Antonio Gibson plus? Because I'll take a step down. I'll take Antonio Gibson and his 15 points a game. If you want to give me a first to to go along with Nick Chubb, if you want to get out from under, um, th- that's the kind of guy that that I'm looking to get. Can I add a little bit to Nick Chubb to get Jonathan Taylor? He had a couple of stinkers himself. 
But I just it's for me with Nick Chubb, my biggest my my biggest thing with Nick Chubb is the lack of yeah. involvement in the passing game. Yeah. So that's why. I mean, it, it's his carrying cost versus his erratic production versus his league versus his teammate versus what I can get in return. I can replace those points. In, I may lose a little bit of that high ceiling upside, but I, I can get a little extra back for the future. Let me ask you a question. Is this, is Nick Chubb, getting rid of Nick Chubb, one of your situations where you would spew a little value? Because for me, no, for, no, it like, depends. Like if, for it, me, it is for sure. It, for me, for, like it depends on your situation. Everything's situation. Like to, get, to get Jonathan Taylor, if you have to replace Nick Chubb to get to Jonathan Taylor, you have to pay more. Is this one of the situations? Let's where say you're I'm Jerry. To do it? Let's say I'm you. I'm 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 doing a Jerry productive struggle. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm definitely flipping Nick. So Chubb so for so, sure. so so you've got Nick Chubb and probably four firsts. That's how productive struggle Jerry operates. Yep. And I and I know that my goal because Jerry doesn't really productive struggle for long. I bust his balls about it mercilessly, but he's going to turn this thing around very quickly. It's one year. Wouldn't you go to that person and say, "Hey, here's Nick Chubb in a first. Now on paper, it feels like an overpay. See, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what I'm going for. For Randy, that's it. I would have guessed that you would not do that. Oh, sure, I, I would. would do Nick Chubb in a first for Jonathan sure Taylor in an absolute nanosecond. And and I'm, I'm going to let them. I'm going to make it look like an overpay too. But that's just me. I'm 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 going to I'm going to let them walk away feeling happy. I don't want them to walk away feeling like it was a rough negotiation. It was a tough to get a deal done. I want them to walk away smiling. You know what? I'm not giving up that much different, but but that that's a different story. That's a different okay. story. That, 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 that like that, that that's one of those situations where I said it's easy for me. Like this is a situation where I would spew value a little bit, like according to DTC or something. Like yeah. Nick Chubb a first and throw my dirt thirds. But you know you're a person that knows I don't like my thirds, so I just I well, you don't know how to pick, pick them, so you might as well get rid well, of them. <laughs> well, that's uh, true. Yeah, you're not lying, but shots that's fired. Why I throw them away. Yeah, yeah. So that's I mean, I, again, it's it's just trying to maximize that value. You know, I think he's worth like two firsts, like it's, it's like two mid first in the DTC, if I remember correctly. Man, I would rather have, again. I don't want to keep continue to go back to the James Robinson. Well, he's practically a unicorn. I get it. I totally understand. But I, if I could get Aaron, think you could get Aaron Jones. Can I get Aaron Jones in a first? Maybe. I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. That's I mean, Aaron Jones has struggled a little bit. I mean, he had that's, a big game, but so maybe. He did, he did, he did, but you know what? He had the big game, so so you say he struggled, but he's not killed you since the 41-point no. game. He's had 17, 11, and 15. He's okay. not hurt He's done he's, better than I thought. Then. He's okay. he's he's very steady with the same blow-up capability, so yeah. I can get that and maybe a little something back and someone who's involved in the passing game. Because even if A.J. Dillon's an equal pain in the ass – to Kareem Hunt, at least I can at least yeah. I can rest my head at night knowing that I'm getting the PPR guy. So who is your sure. sell? Who are you selling, like Magellan? Well, uh, you would have been even better if you were uh, a Patreon over at Patreon.com/slash/DynastyWarzone because Randy actually mentioned to this person last week before he was on IR, so it would have been an even better time to sell him. Uh, it's George Kittle. He's tight end. He's bums me out, years dude. Old. Bums me I, out. I mean, it bums me out too a little bit, just because it's such a barren wasteland. But twenty-eight hurt the last two years. 
has scored tons of touchdowns, but ever since 2018, which was the one season he actually played 16 games, he cracked 1,000 yards in 2019 just by a hair. Five touchdowns, two touchdowns the next season. Granted, he only played eight games, but he had zero touchdowns in the first four games of this year. I don't know. I'm not about it. Bums me out. Yeah. Again, the problem is, is he's got more. He's like Saquon Barkley, right? Because he was a unicorn. Saquon was a unicorn from like high school to Devi to 101 unanimous. He showed up his rookie year. He was a monster. George Kittle, he's a tight end that explodes for 1,300 yards. And the world is just not ready for it. And then he has another 1,000-yard season, even though he missed two games. So he's still, he's unified. Like he is unanimously the tight end too with some rumblings that he could overtake Travis Kelsey at the time. And it just has not continued. And he's only gotten older. He's only gotten hurt more, but he's still got George Kittle's trade value. He's still got the name value and he's a tight end, which actually makes this exponentially better just because they are so bad for the most part. You're really scraping the bottom of the the bargain DVD bin to find anything to be able to flip him and get extra value is, is a wonderful opportunity, but it bums you out. Tell me why. Well, because Hey, I'm very heavily invested in George Kittle, but it's it's the same thing. the, The carrying cost is so heavy. The problem is, is you're just not getting out. You're just not getting out. You, you kind of like Barkley. He's just had injury bad luck. Last year, he had Jimmy Garoppolo throw him into a death trap that closed on him, and you know that that impacted his season. But you mentioned it. He's 28. This is going to be a low volume passing offense, and he's yep. in there with some other studs. Whether we like it or not, Debo is a stud. Whether we like it or not, even though he's not been productive yet, Brandon Ayuk is a stud. So we don't know what his usage is going to be. And again, the the, the the makes it harder for him is that he is part of that barren landscape of, of tight ends where it's just it's just bone dry out there. So it it really sucks, but you just kind of got to kind of live with it. I mean, you're not going to get anything major for him. The narrative's only going to get worse. All you can do is hold and hope he starts playing better. And now he is a guy that at some point you, don't think you just get a lot. I don't. I really don't. I, I don't, you don't know. Think you, you don't think if you, like, I don't think you would do this trade, but I would do this trade for sure. Like, George Kittle in a second for Mike Gusecki in a first. Like, I think you could I don't pull think, that I, off. I, I, I think I, I would be thrilled just to get Mike Gusecki in a second right now. I, I would just, I would be thrilled at this point right now. And I, I know Mike I feel. Mike has been a little bit of a pain in the ass too. Don't get dude, me wrong, dude. But... I, I, Mike Gusecki, I I'm going to pivot from my my running back rankings over to my my tight end rankings so that we can speak about this intelligently. Mike Gusecki had a goose egg, zero point zero in week one, and then he's went on to put up eight point six, twenty three point six, nineteen point two, ten point three. His targets have looked like 3, 6, 12, 6, 7. So, you know, you do some Olympic scoring, you throw out the 3, you throw out the 12, and he's a guy getting 6, 7 targets a game, and he's going to get you 
four for 43, five for 57, four for 40, whatever. I'll take that because he's, yeah. he's just there. He's, and, and he, but and he's, not, the, he's not super sexy, and I think George Kittle okay. still has his cachet sexiness. Well, we, that's why I, I, think, I, I think you could pull it off. That's, that's what cracks me up. We all like Kyle Pitts, right? Yeah. Go 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 to playerprofiler.com. Little little plug for the boys at Player Profiler. Theo. Theo uh writes with that group. Plug in the name Mike Gasecki, spell it correctly. And then plug in the name Kyle I Pitts. I have to Google how to spell it. Whether you like it or whether you don't, by the smallest of margins, Mike Gasecki, a better athlete than Kyle Pitts. Better burst, better speed, better street, the whole nine yards. And the reason why I like Mike Gusecki is he's a free agent in the offseason. Let me ask you a question. So right now in the, the land of L.A., right, rookie rookie quarterback, rookie contract, lots of dough to spend, right? Mm-hmm. R- rookie left tackle, rookie cornerback. Think about all the positions where you'd be shoveling out cash, right? Yeah. Currently at tight end, you're dealing with things like Trey McKitty, Donald Parham, I hope I pronounced that correctly, and the corpse of Jared Cook. What if what if Mr. Gasecki takes his talents from South Beach to the beaches of LA, to Venice Beach, and pairs up with a guy like Justin Herbert? To the, to the moon. What if he I'm goes to, what, what if he goes to Indy and pairs up in that Frank Wright offense? You know, th- could, could the situation for Mike Gasecki get better or worse than what he's been dealing with in Miami? Oh yeah, Be- better, worse, or stays the same. Better, better for sure. It can absolutely. So, I mean, he's got Jacoby Brissett as his quarterback right Biscuits now. Biscuits Brissett. Actually, Tua. he got hurt, didn't he? Uh, he played oh, through see, a it hammy. It could be even worse. Oh, okay, okay. He played through a hammy. Tua is eligible, but that's my my point with with Gusecki, is that you can get a guy who can help you now, unlike George Kittle because he's hurt. He's got twenty plus point. He's had a nineteen and a twenty three point game in tight end premium. He's got equal upside. He's blown up more than George Kittle. And because his name's Mike Gusecki and not George Kittle, you could probably get a little something on top. So I don't mind that. I'm no, su- I, I'm su- I, I, and I, I, I continue to be super bummed about Kittle because I like him. I mean, I hear you. But while we're talking about tight ends, let's just continue. If we had one thing that was more right than anything else, I think it's that Jonu Smith was absolutely never going to be a dude. And I we mean, sit here he, in silence 50, because 50 we had multiple, multiple episodes where we went on rants about how Jonu Smith was a stupid, stupid buy in Dynasty. And that man has done absolutely nothing. He has, what is that? Is that 48? He, 48, he, 48 yards in the last three games. He, he is the kind, he's the, he's the kind of guy who's just going to live off of name. You know, we we fall in love with these. You know, what was the old saying? Looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. It's 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 just. I mean, we fall in love with these mega athletes because we look at their player profiler again. We, I mean, I'm I don't want to go down this road yet, but I'm starting to get those vibes with Noah Fant. Again, another athletic super freak, and I'm like, dude, when is this going to pay off? I mean, you're you're hoping the quarterback situation changes there, but I hear you. He, your boy Janu, through through five games, so he's got twelve left. He's on he's on pace for about four hundred yards, which and is about his average. Yeah, he's never had more than five hundred. So, is, which is poop. 
Well, you know, so let's my, just keep my, talking about tight ends. What do you feel about Dalton Schultz? I'm just gonna, I know we're up against it. No, no. Here's the thing: but... when the conversation's flowing, we'll keep her going. Uh, Dalton Schultz, tight end four. Ben. Here's the thing. So let me give you the, the the last three weeks. So even though in week one he had 13 in week, this is tight end premium, by the way, 1.75 yeah. tight end premium. He had 13.5, 29, 21, 17. Okay. One, one time something happens, you have an occurrence. It may or may not happen again. The second time if something happens, you're starting to see a trend. And the third and fourth time, you you have got data at that point. At this point, I am convinced that, and even though Dak's been quote unquote low volume, so even for Dak, he's been quote unquote low volume, and Dalton Schultz still getting his. Dalton Schultz. And it's 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 steady though, right? Like it's you talked six. about Daryl Henderson early. Yep. Six 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 receptions two. every game nope. between sixty and eighty yards, like the same amount of targets. Well, it's, read- it's this the offense is shoehorning him a certain look, and he's going to contest. Con- Excuse me. Continuously, English is a tough language. I promise you. It's not He's going easy. to continue to get those looks. So I, I'm I'm all aboard that. Train, so the, man. the 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 last the last five, here's his targets to date: six, two, seven, eight, eight. He's had four games, four or five games, six receptions. I mean, steady. Those are situations that are being created by the coach to go to him, and those are going to continue to happen. I mean, you don't have consistency like that unless it is in the game plan. I mean, I, I couldn't agree. So, you know, we we're talking about, you know, the a number of attempts. So his last three games, he's had eight, eight, and seven targets. Okay? So yeah. Dak's last three games, he's had 32, 22, and 26 attempts. I mean, we're talking about anywhere from a 25 to a 33% snap share. I'm sorry, target share. He's clearly part of the offense. I'll tell you another yep. guy. This one, this is the last one I'm giving out. You want the rest of them? Come hang with the gang at the at the DWZ Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold. I, I actually tweeted this one out, so Randy, I, I don't. Rand, I, Randy's been pitching Dan Arnold in the in the goat chat for well, for a while. Well, a I'm trying to drive his value up. We're at a two must start two. <laughs> we're in true. a must start two tight end tight end premium league, and I've got like. Higby and Hawkinson and Ertz and, and and I would love to recoup some value he's a, for these he's a guys. Ball. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the son of a used car salesman. I get it, honestly. <laughs> but dude, but Dan Arnold. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Even a bad team. How many bad teams give up the ninth overall pick from just last year? The ninth overall pick for a tight end and a third. So they they did get a third back. Would you? How many other teams are giving up the ninth overall pick for a guy? Unless you have plans for that guy. Do, do you mean, remember? Do you remember? Was it two years ago? Maybe it was three years ago when I was advocating for Kenyon Drake when the Arizona Cardinals signed him or traded for him from Miami midway through the season, and Kenyon Drake went on to be a league winner. And my rationale then is the same as my rationale now. You don't go out in the middle of a season. At the time, the Cardinals were shit. They, they were not very good. They're good now. They were bad then, just like Jacksonville's bad now. Dan Arnold's under contract for two years. You don't go out and get a guy 
and give up that level of an asset unless you have a plan to start featuring. You look around your tight end room and you're like, Chris Manhurts, fuck out of here. Uh, uh, James O'Shag Hennessy, fuck out of here. We need someone who can be involved in the passing game. And how how involved was Dan Arnold? Well, he got 26 of 26 percent. Excuse me, six actual catches of the 23 completions that that Trevor Lawrence had. He got eight targets, which is 24 percent of the target share in his second game. So he came in, played a few snaps on a short work week. They played on Thursday night football. They had a 10-day work period because they had the long break from the Thursday night game. They clearly are getting him more involved. What's not to love? Get this dude before the cat's out of the bag. And he's cheap. And, and, he's, cheap. and he's cheap. And if you got George Kittle in a tight end premium, and he's on your he's on your bench now because he's hurt and on the IR, Dan Arnold's a great target. Great target. Because it's only going to take a couple of more games, and, we're, and this is what's going to happen. This is what always happens. It's the from now on, we're just going to call it the Jamar Chase corollary. <laughs> People are going to be like, "Hey, wait a fucking minute! This guy's been good three weeks in a row. He's a top five. He's a top five dynasty tight end startup." You uh, can't beat a good Lion King reference, but yeah, that, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, they're literally going to look around. They're going to be like, "Wait a fucking minute." He's been good. If we look up, I don't know that the touchdowns will be there like Dalton Schultz has seen. But right. if he starts getting a Dalton Schultz start level, you're going to be two weeks ahead of the next Dalton Schultz potentially. And it's going to cost you so little. And this is what I was talking about. This is the value we're trying to help you find by kicking over rocks and, you know, stuffing it all away so that then you can, you know, two weeks go blow your brains out on a, on a Jamar Chase deal and blow every right. penny you saved. It's the American way, Jerry. Yeah, it's true. So there you let's, go. So let, let, let's end this. Let's end this bad boy on some uh, some advice. Okay. What do you got for a contender right now? What What are you doing? You're 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 five and zero. Oh, you're you're four and one. Maybe you're three and two, but you're gaining heat. Maybe you molly whopped someone this weekend. How you feeling? What you doing? Buys uh, upon you're, us. You You're not going crazy, right? So what What does everybody always want to do? You want to consolidate. You want to consolidate so you can get over the top. Trade your your pretty good guys and get the really good guys, right? Like, what did we talk about pissing value all day today? Don't do that yet. You can see that people are getting injured. You're just riding the train right now. You're not you're not doing anything crazy. If you can get Dan Arnold, if you can get Leonard Fournette and they're cheap, that's what you're going to do. You know, don't 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 go trading. You know, everything you can so you can get real good players. What you got? Can I count? I do like that, but yes, consolidating a couple of like, uh, you know, middling pieces into one stud is a tremendous is a tremendous strategy in redraft. And yes, we know a yes. lot of our listeners are new converted redraft players, which is, yes. which is something that you have been very successful with in your redraft career. It's a yes. little bit different in Dynasty. Typically, your starting right lineups are a little bit bigger. You know, nine, ten. In the case of the our big money league, twelve. That you know those those three Bs, where normally you would take three Bs and go get yourself an A. This is the this is the time where I'm not telling you to take one A and go get three Bs. That's not what I'm saying. But now is the time to continue to leverage those Bs until we get right up against the playoffs. You've you you're gonna be in the tournament. Then go get your guy. Then, then, because you can figure out the rest in the off season. 
So yes, I like your point for redraft, but and then I'm also going to be so I'm going to go ahead and swing this to the 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 the, the non-contender, the productive right. struggler. I, I'm going to tell you to take that one A and go get you three Bs. Go get you three Bs so that next year when you've got four first-round picks like Jerry and you've got a couple of young studs, maybe you've got a, a Jonathan Taylor and a Justin Herbert and a Justin Jefferson, and we'll hit on all of our favorites. you got those three guys. Maybe you can take that one aged fellow, maybe still on the back end of your, a Nick Chubb, a DeAndre Hopkins, uh, a guy like that, and you can go take that stud and go turn him into three depth pieces for next year. Because then you're going to have Justin Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, and you just added in three three nice B players. Okay, so now we're up to six. Then you use those four firsts. You go draft some nice rookies, maybe make some moves in your rookie drafts. Voila. We have went from productive struggle to being ready to contend. At least, at least be in the maybe maybe you're starting your one of your contender window. So what are you doing if you're not if you're productive struggling? What you said, exactly what you said. I mean, I'm if I'm trading my A and I'm going to get multiple Bs, I'm trading the running back because A. That's a good. That's a good addition. Motherfuckers love running backs. Everybody loves running backs, especially if you're a contender. Especially if you had Dalvin Cook miss a game. Especially if you have Saquon Barkley that just went down. Especially if you had Christian McCaffrey miss a couple games. Exactly my point. So if you have somebody like that, and here's the thing, they get hurt a ton. So you should not be relying on them. They should not be your foundational pieces to begin with. It needs to be wide receiver or preferably quarterback. Quarterback needs to be first and foremost, if you're in a super flex league, if you're in a one QB league, which we don't talk about enough and I got to give them credit, uh, you could ignore quarterback for the most part, which is why we don't talk about you, it. You, you, know, it's you know, but people act like super flex is so much tougher than one QB. It's, it's really not. It, no. it, it's really not because what happens in, in, in QB leagues, in, in super flex leagues, you can get so much for a jag like, like Matt Ryan like a Baker Mayfield, like a Jared Goff, even guys that I like, like Carson Wentz or, or Sam Darnold, you can get so much in terms of picks and upside plays for down the road. When you're a one QB dynasty gamer, you, my friend, are living the toughest of tough lives. Yeah. It, it's from a strategy standpoint, it is a little bit more work in a super flex, but there, you also lose that crutch of being able to rebuild on the fly because you just might be like, all right, I know this is not the best idea, but you know what? I'm going to go move Patrick. Patrick Mahomes is my only good player. So I'm going to go get one other, like a Daniel Jones, or I don't know, just like think of a middling quarterback, a a, a guy that like no one really loves. I'm going to go get a bunch of firsts and a bunch of assets. You can't do that to one QB league. You're just not taking like the the the. You're, what'd you just do from from you like you just can't hold up Simba. You, you you just can't go take baby Simba and offer up baby Patrick Mahomes to no, your you fellow cannot. GM. It doesn't work that way in one QB. So that, that shit's tougher than, than people live on. And I, I've true. only I've only got one note for yeah. the people stuck in the middle. Okay. Your time is up. Make yeah. that you. decision. Yep. You you we're not going to let one snap. We're not going to let one snap of week six take place. That, that If you're listening to this on the Wednesday podcast, that is about 
36 deer hours from now. You, you, you got to make a decision. I'm, I'm playing for it. I'm going all in or I'm going all out and act accordingly. Even, even, even if you're two and three right now, you could still be a contender if you make the correct moves. I'm with and, you. And you and could be three and luck. two and realize that you shouldn't be three and two. You're, you're like, you're, you're, you're pulling a ma- magician's act. Yeah. You know, you've gotten lucky. So you need to make we, that decision. But I, I agree with you. Now is the time. We said a couple weeks ago, we're waiting to see. Now's the time. I'm with you. Every everybody's got one dynasty roster, or maybe even just a redraft roster. And like you look at it, and you're like, because like you left the draft, or you looked at it coming into the season, you're like, God, this team sucks. My and, and, Patreon and, and, Patreon IDP league. <laughs> every and, time and, I look, and at then it. you're like, and then like you know the week's over, and like you're you're scrolling through your leagues, you're looking through MFL, you're looking through sleeper, and you're like, how is this fucking team three and two? Yeah, this I'm team, this team would be lucky to be one and four, and it's three and two. That's where you can't get disillusioned and go making a run. You, right. you just you just can't. So yeah, make a decision, good or bad, but more is lost from indecision than the wrong decision. So Jerry, there you go, man. It's a it's a good show. Let me add one more thing for the you, do you take the, as much time rebuilder. as you want. Just you know the rebuild. I talk about it more than I probably should, but I it's my thing. So. If you have multiple firsts, look at your firsts, right? The thing about having multiple firsts is you do not want to make every single pick. You want to make your pick, your pick that's the first pick or the second pick or the third pick or whatever it is. Look at the standings because there's some guy that traded you a first or woman who traded you a first so that they could win this year and get better. And you have their 12th pick or their 11th pick. That's when you go out and you go, Nick Chubb, this first, give me something good. That's what you need to be doing right now. And if you have two of them, do that same thing twice. That's what you need to do right now. You need to consolidate for the positions that you like. Whether Also, don't feel bad about trading for Deshaun Watson right now. I've been trying to do it with Diddy in our big money league. He's a stickler, man. Yeah, he's not He's not buying well, he, it he's he, a rebuilder, he, too. He's so a Patreon. He's, he's holding strong. He's a Patreon. Yeah, he's holding strong. He, he, you're trying to work him, but I'm working with him to work against you. That's super rude. That's how this works. It's part of the service. Patreon.com forward slash dining. Maybe you're in a league with Jerry. Maybe you want and to know. Maybe he'll help you shit on me. That's, that's great. That's, hey, just, that's a great deal. For as little as $5 a month, <laughs> I could help you overtake Jerry in a league of your own. But that is the Patreon. And at the end of the show, you're going to hear a commercial for my man Matt at Hate Brand Goods. Uh, Hate Brand Goods, I love it. Uh, Halloween, right around the corner. They have Sorry. a Nightmare on Elm Street themed drop, not this Thursday, but next Thursday. And if you want these shorts, these are the world famous goat shorts. I love them. I work out in them. The shorts are going to look like Freddy Krueger's sweater from the movie on Nightmare and Elm Street. Yes, absolutely. But these will sell out quick. The last Halloween drop they did, they did a Friday the 13th drop, literally sold out in a matter of hours. So they do limited edition, small batch stuff. Um, Set a calendar reminder. Use promo code MEMPHIS at checkout. And even on brand new releases like Day Of, you can still save at checkout by using the promo code. And uh, I highly recommend you check out Matt. He hosts a podcast himself. It's called Um So. 
U-M-S-O. He named it that because he says every time he talks in a podcast, he uses the term um so so much that he just steered into <laughs> it and named his podcast um so. But it's a great podcast if you're into like daily motivation, fitness, and just being better. And that's why I like being affiliated with Matt at Hate Brand Good. So Jerry, a little fired up on this one, a little long, but a great show, man. I really enjoyed this one. Listen, it, you know, I, I feel like we needed it. Randy was on vacation. He needed to get back into the zone, right? It, well, now is the some things repent up. <laughs> oh, but not well, you already got one kid. You don't need more kids, man. Whoa, no. hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was talking about my diet. Uh-huh. Fucking, fucking, man. Every every Let's time J- J- Jerry steers this ship right into the gutter. So what listen, if if you, if you don't want to support us via patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone or, or check out the gang over at hate brand goods, that's the H V I I I.com man, go over to iTunes, leave us a review, go over to YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, leave us a thumbs up, leave us a comment on a video. Those are those are those are equally important into helping the show grow. And I said last week that we had three new reviews, and I was going to read another one tonight. This one says this is the best dynasty crew on this platform, and that comes from Monument Two R A. Maybe that's Monument Two Ra via Apple Podcast from the U S. Well, Monument Two A Ra. You are the awesomest. Thank you so much for being rad. Thank you for taking just a couple of minutes to go over to iTunes in this case, because this was via Apple Podcast, and taking a minute to leave us a review. That's a great way to support us, as is Patreon, as is Hate Brand Goods. And if you need links to all of that, it's in the show description. Just open up the, the pod you're listening to, tap on the show description, you'll see a couple of hyperlinks. Bam, right there. You can use promo code Memphis. You can sign up for an annual membership at Patreon. Save those dollars. But Jerry, until next time, I think we got to go. I think so. Just so you know, in the Patreon chat, Austin Bell said you have an offer in Patreon 9. That's I got an offer it. in Patreon 9. Maybe we'll review that next week. And uh, we, we are going to have some new stuff for you guys in the off season. So five, six days a week of content is going to continue. Even in the off season. we're going to increase our rookie stuff. And we got some new... Uh, what uh what and Ricky Bobby, the one guy's like, we got some tricks up these sleeves, mister. So we have some tricks coming up these sleeves. Stick around, subscribe, rate review everywhere. But until next time, that that beautiful man across the screen for me, his name is Jerry Sinclair. You can follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow my not so handsome self at DWZ Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here real soon with more Dynasty stuff. Thanks, guys. Hate Brand Goods, that's us. Very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate Brand Goods, spread hate, always party. When we add up all those inches... That's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. If we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.